It's Thursday, March 11, 2021. Yes, we believe that there are solutions to mitigate climate change. U.S. Senate confirms historic nomination of Michael Regan to head EPA. Biden's COVID relief bill is also sort of a climate bill. First major U.S. offshore wind farm clears key hurdle. Plus, when the plant was battered by tsunami, 160,000 residents were forced to flee radiation from its reactors. Ten years since triple disasters devastated Japan. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Please don't optimize me by telling me of the oil and gas industry doesn't have any special tax provisions. Ooh, Katie Porter, she mad at the oil man. Because if you would like that to be the rule, I would be happy to have Congress deliver. I yield back. Oh, snap. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I can't believe that it has been 10 years since Fukushima. Yes, it's a somber anniversary. Thursday, March 11, marks 10 years since the triple disasters in Japan, the record 9.0 earthquake and deadly tsunami that caused a catastrophic nuclear meltdown of three reactors at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. The legacy of the biggest nuclear accident since Chernobyl remains an ongoing concern for Japan. It halted its nuclear power program, and most of the nation's reactors remain offline today. And the disaster itself is still ongoing. The damaged reactors must still be cooled with seawater to prevent a new meltdown. That has generated more than a million tons of radioactive water that are stored on site in more than a thousand tanks at the facility with no long-term plan for disposal. Some radioactive water from the stricken plant is still leaking into groundwater that drains into the ocean. Officials say cleanup of the site will take decades. And yet there's some out there who think we ought to have more nuclear instead of less. Go figure. Here in the U.S., more positive news. On Wednesday, the United States Senate confirmed North Carolina's state environmental chief, Michael Regan, to head the Environmental Protection Agency with a bipartisan vote of 66 to 34. Regan is the first black man to lead the agency, and he will play a crucial role in President Joe Biden's efforts to confront the climate crisis and address environmental injustice. In his confirmation hearing in early February, Regan noted the rising costs and damages of extreme weather disasters intensified by man-made climate change on the nation's infrastructure and said that climate solutions will also create jobs. Yes, we believe that there are solutions to mitigate climate change. Yes, we believe that we can create jobs and safety while becoming more resilient And yes, we believe that we can create jobs on the mitigation side as well. The U.S. House gave final passage to President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill, the American Rescue Plan, on Wednesday with zero Republican votes. The bill also contains some pretty big climate-related provisions. It appropriates more than $30 billion to help public transit agencies remain solvent, which will be key to reducing greenhouse gas emissions from transportation. And a measure appropriating $350 $350 billion to state and local governments also allows states, cities, and counties to fund repair and upgrades to water, sewage, and stormwater systems and other infrastructure. Now, some may say that has nothing to do with COVID. Your response? 
Well, it puts people back to work doing important infrastructure repairs. At a time that a lot of people could use that work. In the Northeast, the regulatory agency in charge of managing the Delaware River and its tributaries voted late last week to permanently ban natural gas drilling and fracking within the entire four-state watershed, which supplies drinking water for more than 13 million people in Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, and New York. Wow. And in a first, the City Council of Petaluma in Northern California has moved to rein in new fossil fuel gas station infrastructure in city limits, voting unanimously to prohibit the creation, expansion, reconstruction, or relocation of gas stations, and encouraging gas station owners to instead begin converting their facilities to serve electric and hydrogen-powered vehicles. Wow. We may finally be looking at the end of gas stations? Finally, the Biden administration has jump-started the nation's first major offshore wind farm off the coast of Massachusetts. The Trump administration canceled the permitting process for the 800-megawatt vineyard wind project late last year. The Biden Interior Department has now completed an environmental review of the project, a key hurdle to final permitting. The U.S. has fallen far behind the European Union in offshore wind energy construction and jobs. The Vineyard Wind Project is a key step for the Biden administration administration, which has set a goal to double offshore wind capacity by 2030. Very nice. Jump on it for much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today. Check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Now I will jump.